Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yes! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ and copyright. I know the dreaded word that creators don't want to hear. Copyright claims, copyright strike, copyright infractions, copyright all the things we generally do not like to hear that word. But unfortunately, as we know with YouTube and other platforms, even outside of YouTube, we come across and run into copyright issues practically every single day as creator. So the question is, should you find yourself in a particular copyright issue, creator, are you protected? Because sometimes we feel like we're just using things at fair use or we feel like if we only use like a split second of someone else's content that we're okay. And maybe you might be. But what if you're not? Well, that is the premise of today's podcast. In a few minutes, I'm going to be joined by members of a company called Founder Shield. And what this company does is it provides protection for creators who might find themselves in copyright issues or other situations that, you know, your businesses and your channel might need protecting. Founder Shield offers several services that will give creators those protection. And you don't have to be the biggest creator in the world to work with this company. You could be a smaller creator and also work with Founder Shield. So I'm about to invite a couple of their people on the podcast. And we're going to talk about what's happening in the creative space and how they go about protecting creators and things that they are seeing out there in the creative space. And why it's important that creators, even if you're just starting out in your journey, consider something like a Founder Shield or considering protecting yourself in some type of way just because of the prevalence of the issue that face creators out there in the space today. So without further ado, let me bring in Founder Shield and let's roll to the podcast. Welcome back to Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. And this week's podcast is going to be a little different because I have a couple of representatives from a company called Founder Shield here. I have Christine McCarthy and I don't know how to pronounce your first name. <laughs> Sharada. Um, They're going to be here to talk about the company and what they do. So I'll let you ladies introduce yourself and let us know who you are and what the company is and what it's about. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. My name is Sharada. I'm a senior client advisor at FounderShield. We're a commercial insurance brokerage, and I kind of specialize in the media content creator space. And I have Christine here with me. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Christine McCarthy. I am working in partnership with Shrada. We launched this liability product for content creators, and I'm on the product side of the house. So I am the one who uh, has kind of talked with my team to tailor uh, insurance and protection for content creators based off what they're asking for. So we'll get more into what we offer, but the, I guess, logic behind it is influencer and content creator marketing is very new. It's a huge industry now. It blew up with the last few years. And once you're operating as a content creator who's influencing the industry, you can get sued by people. So um, <laughs> we saw this need in this like very unique space and we're trying to help people get in front of their business and their brand online. 
So this is very interesting to me because when I think about insurance for creators, I think about maybe if creators are doing like large scale collabs and they got a lot of crazy things involved, like Mr. Beast does, you know, when he does his special videos like Squid Games and different things like that. Mm-hmm. But you all don't offer that type of insurance. I think if I'm understanding correctly, the type of insurance that you all offer is what you just alluded to. If a creator using some content that doesn't belong to them and then somebody comes after them with a copyright claim or tries to sue them, then that's where you, you all would step in, correct? Yeah, that's definitely a piece of it. Another piece is, you know, a lot of these creators are across various different platforms, posting all sorts of different content to various different people. So, you know, the chance of offending someone or some sort of something happening with the content that you're putting out is so high and anyone can come after you at that point. Another big piece of it is, you know, brand partnerships and promotions. Um, you're entering a contract with this brand and you're promoting a product. What if one of your followers is like, hey, Christine is promoting this moisturizer, made me break out in hives and have an allergic reaction. I'm going to sue Christine for recommending this product to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that's like a very real example of something that could happen once you get into brand contracts. So and a lot of I'm sure like the individuals who go into these contracts are aware, but they have insurance um, requirements embedded in them. And that's just becoming ever more present now. So it's smart of people to kind of get ahead of that. It makes them more sellable when they have this in place going to a brand to work with them, because it's kind of like when you apply for a job, if you don't submit a cover letter, that's usually just a weaning factor. And we're starting to see that more now with these brand contracts too. It's like, if you don't have protection in place, why are we going to work with you and expose our brand to what you are doing online? So what you're saying is that creators that work with brands and they do brand deals, the creator could potentially look better to the brand if they have some type of insurance in place to protect the brand. Because I've never thought about it like that before. Exactly. Yeah, sure. It's kind of like a verification or yeah. like a, it's like a when, vetting process. Yeah, it's like when you rent a car, they want to know you have auto insurance. Yep. Or you're paying a lot to, to get it through them. <laughs> it's to protect themselves too. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. I, I need help with this. I need help because... <laughs> uh, that's what we're here for. If I'm a creator and I'm working with a brand, like let's uh, use the example that you guys use. Yeah. If I'm doing a skincare brand deal and mm-hmm. the and my audience goes out and I, they buy the skincare product yep. and it, it makes them break out. It makes my audience person break out. Yeah. As a creator, I feel like that's on the brand because I'm just promoting for the brand. I didn't make the actual product. So how would I have any liability because that brand product did that to my audience member? It would seem to me, from my understanding, that the audience member would be able to go after the brand and not so much as the creator. But what you are saying is that they could actually go after me, the creator as well. Mm -hmm. Because once you're taking the um, responsibility of promoting a product, people are trusting that you've done your due diligence, you've vetted it, and that you do actually reinforce what you're promoting. So there's a responsibility that comes along with operating at the level of being a content creator. It's important. You are influencing thousands or millions of people. And if you're going to sway them in a negative direction, that could go poorly for you. Yeah. Um, so that's why it's liability insurance. It's not something you created. It's not product insurance, which is different. And Trotta can tell you all about <laughs> that too. Um, it's liability insurance. It's you took the responsibility of promoting this. And if you didn't do your due diligence, you could be held responsible for things that go wrong. You're going to ask up no, Sharada? Yeah, I was going to say they're definitely going to go after the brand in that situation, but they will loop you into it yeah. as well. They'll be like, people oh, also right. want to get as much money as they can. Yes. Also why, that. <laughs> why wouldn't they loop you in? <laughs> but is that legally feasible to loop the creator yeah. in, even though yeah. the creator has no really responsibility for that product? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And our policy specifically covers those like third party events. 
Mm -hmm. um, where it's someone outside of the contract that's coming in claiming something and it rises up to being an issue that might hit the insurance policy. Okay, so let's let's go back to this again. So let's say a creator does take out insurance with you guys for a brand deal. Sure. How long would that insurance last? Because, I mean, theoretically, we have videos that live on YouTube in perpetuity. So anybody can discover that video maybe two, three, four, five years after the initial video went live. But you guys probably are not going to cover the creator for that long, or do you? There's usually a statute of limitations with content that's put online. I don't remember exactly how long it is. I think it's like two to three years or something. After that fact, people can't come after you for the content that you put online. So the policy will cover you while the policy is in effect. And we, ge- we generally do it one year policies. So the premium that we're talking about with you is for the whole year and we'll renew it annually. So that way there is that consistent coverage. We have payment plans optional uh, available to for content creators. We understand. I mean, I personally can't just, you know, throw a few thousand dollars to the wind on a, you know, a sunny uh, Thursday afternoon. <laughs> so uh, we'd like to provide those options available to, to our creators. But yeah, they're generally one year long. It's an annual number when we're discussing the cost. And then we have monthly payment options. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Now, so far, we've been talking about uh, being covered for creators that work with brands and do brand deals. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of creators out here who are making their own product. So do you guys offer coverage for creators who are making their own product to protect them if something would happen with their own product or service? Of course. Yeah. It wouldn't be under this, you know, tailored content creator policy as of right now. But like I mentioned, Founder Shield is a full service com- commercial brokerage. So we do offer what's called product liability. So if, you know, a creator is creating their own line of skincare or something like that, um, they are able to get insurance, you know, for their product. Gotcha. Okay. And I love this product too. So since we uh, launched it about oh my God, two years ago two now, years ago, yeah. we have tried to tailor it and like listen to feedback from creators, from agencies with like, what are content creators looking for in insurance? What do they need? So something else we've added recently to it is also like, say, um, we have specific extensions under the policy that aren't under usual liabilities policies for media companies, like the hashtag ad regulatory agency, the FTC, content generated by their users. So another third party example, contract liability insurance. So we have those asks that are specific to that space. And then we also say under a contract, they have to post something tomorrow, Friday online. And then before like tonight, they somehow get locked out of their Instagram account and they can't execute the contract. We also will cover like the revenue loss because you weren't able to execute on the contract because you were locked out of your Instagram account. In certain scenarios of Instagram as a whole, is like crashing Down, that yeah. probably wouldn't be covered because that's Instagram's problem. <laughs> right. um, but if it's like something weird going on and they kind of lose out on revenue that way, that's something else that is covered too, which we've gotten a lot of asks about. And apparently it's kind of like harder to find. So I'm excited that we've recently added that to our offering as well. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by VidIQ's competitors tool. Checking in on what your competition is doing can be a great way to keep up with trends in your area of expertise. If you have vidIQ installed, you can find this tool on the left-hand sidebar within the YouTube studio, and from there, you can begin adding channels as your competitors. I like to select a range of channels, from the ones that I find to be the leading voices in my niche, all the way down to channels that get similar views to my own. The way that this helps me personally is that I can start to actually detect patterns in the types of videos that my competitors are releasing, which helps me discover some fresh ideas that are already proven to be working. The vidIQ extension works in both Chrome and Firefox browsers, and you can download it for free at vidIQ.com. 
so far we've covered the package that you guys offer for mm-hmm. creators working with brand deals. Yep. We, I just asked you about creators and their own product. You yep. just covered uh, if creators work to lose money because they don't have access to a platform. So what are some other products that you guys offer for creators to protect them? Yeah, another big one that I've seen a lot of creators ask for and a lot of brands include this in their contract is general liability. So that's, you know, liability for any third party bodily injury or property damage. You know, like you mentioned, Mr. Beast, all that stuff, they do a lot of stuff with other individuals in the event that, you know, in one of those, say they're filming a YouTube video, someone gets hurt and they sue that creator being like, hey, I was a part of your video. You hit me with a car or something like that. Uh, (laughs) Little dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) Shots fire shots. (laughs) Um, That's another product that we can offer them through Founder Shield. Okay, so I thought I asked about earlier, you said you guys said you did not offer that, but you do offer that. Yep, that's separate that from was that. Me. Sorry, so there's <laughs> we're technically at two different companies. I don't offer that, but Shrada does. Founder Shield offers So that. the takeaway here should be we offer it. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right, but, but just for my clarification, we are talking about the same company under the same umbrella. Isn't all Founder Shield, correct? Yes, correct. It's sister companies, correct. So is it Founder and Shield? Is it Founder Shield? Like, I just want to make sure I got my... Founder Shield is the broker. Christine works at Scale Underwriting. So that's the underwriter that's actually writing the product. And gotcha. we sell it through yeah. Founder Shield mm-hmm. as the consultant. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. Cool. And another so, cool thing with our policy too, which is especially important for the smaller content creators, is any other, literally any other commercial insurance policy, if you're getting covered as a business at that level, at that entity level, you need to have an LLC or some sort of legal entity in place. We can literally name your legal name on the policy. I could have Christine McCarthy has this business level insurance. That's not normal in insurance at all. Any In any line of business, any corporate or commercial level policy needs to have an entity. We can do it under the individual's name, not at a personal policy level, like homeowners or auto, but at a commercial level. So that's also very hard for those smaller content creators to find who haven't created an LLC yet. And because of that, we're filling the gap where they're having trouble finding insurance if they're like a little smaller than those moderately leveled influencers who are making like 250, 500K. So that that has been helpful to some of the um, people that we're working with as well. I remember like, in the initial emails, I, was, uh, I think I commented about how I'm glad that this service is out there, but I don't know if it'll be beneficial for smaller creators because they don't make the revenue to support getting insurance for what they're doing out there yet. Exactly. And that is obviously there's that cost benefit analysis, right? But hopefully if they are at a point where they're seeing, you know, a lot of visibility on their page, they're putting like, they're like kind of a thought leader in the space that they're influencing. You can't control what's going to come at you. You can't control if someone's going to sue you. And with these like payment plans we've implemented, that individual like named policy at that business level, we found once people start considering contracts or entering into contracts, it's just, it's good to have in place. And the monthly cost, if you decide to break it up that way, makes it very digestible Um, because yeah, liability is there because some stuff's out of your control. And uh, I think- I think a lot of content creators start out maybe with like a passion project or something that they're really interested in on their personal page. And then it could go viral in a day or it could over time grow into more of a business thing that they're offering. And it's a weird transition from personal to business. But once you do that, you have more responsibility by nature of like putting out something at a professional level. Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. (laughs) So just so I'm understanding correctly, if a smaller creator wants to work with you guys, but they have not set up an LLC, you guys can provide them protection. Yep. Okay. Yep. 
Absolutely. And of course, I know like a lot of the small creators, like you mentioned, are not going to be able to get this in place right away. So our goal right now is to kind of provide that education, be that risk management Mm -hmm. consultant for people in this space so that when they do get to a point where this is like a real concern for them, they know where to go to. They know who to go to to Mm -hmm. ask questions. Yeah, that that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah, we are here and we're learning, too. So it's it's like a two way street. And um, I'm really curious to. Yeah, get to know you more, like who's listening more um, and what they're saying out there, because that's like the ground level that we just don't see day to day. Maybe one day we'll go viral. But as of now, definitely building (laughs) this product and kind of what Christine and I do based on, you know, talking to creators and learning from them. Yeah. So you all have been in the space for two years and you've been working with creators for two years with your products and services. I'm curious. I I was just going to ask you. Are you seeing any trends out there that creators need to be aware of as it relates to having your coverage? Because obviously we talked about the brands and the uh-huh. liability and the product and stuff like that. But are, are there any other trends out there that creators should be aware of that they might need protection from? Yeah, the biggest thing we've seen in the past year, especially, is kind of regulatory stuff. Mm. Um, like we mentioned with promotions, you know, you have to disclose that you paid or you no. were paid for this. So how should yes. add? And Um, a lot of people still don't do that. Now that I write this insurance, like so many influencers I follow don't do it. I'm like, oh my God. Yes, we've seen a a lot of lawsuits. Like I'm sure, you know, a lot of people are familiar with all that crypto stuff. They didn't disclose that they were being paid to promote these (laughs) random crypto companies that ended up being like total BS. Yeah. So that's the the biggest one we've seen so far. And then the regulatory. Yeah. And the contractual requirements are ramping up like, we, we have a few uh, media lawyers we work with. So we've gotten that from them directly and they're the ones negotiating the contracts. And they're like, literally a lot of brands right now won't consider you if you don't have your own insurance in place because their insurance covers the contract you have with them. But what if you do something stupid on your personal post and then mm. it affects your reputation? And then because of that, the contract you sign with them loses value because now you're not the best face for their brand. So it's stuff like that, where I think a lot of people think they're getting covered, but they're not that wouldn't be covered under like their agency's policy. So we're seeing a lot of contracts now require insurance too, just to simply work with them, even if it's not really like their asses on the line once they sign on with you. So I want to dig a little bit deeper into the FTC stuff that you were just talking about. Because I don't think a lot of creators understand just how bad it could get for them if they violate FTC regulations. So can you please explain to my listeners what could potentially happen to them if they're like uh, working with a brand or maybe they get something sent from a brand and they don't properly disclose that relationship? What could they be in for as far as trouble goes? Huge, huge, huge what fines. Huge fines. <laughs> like I know, I know this is like the like worst case scenario, but Fire Festival, Kendall Jenner and all of those people got fined millions from the FTC, right? Yeah. Uh, after that. So like obviously that's like worst. one of the most like highly followed influencers online or like celebrities. So I don't think... Everyone should be worried about million dollar fines, but in the thousands is probable. I think all in all with that whole thing with the fire festival, with the FTC. That's where it started. That's what kind of like inspired this product. Yeah, with FTC fines and everything with Billy McFarlane, I think it was like a hundred million total in payments that they had to make out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like Chrissy said, worst case scenario, but those government fines are... When the government's angry, like, yeah, they're coming after you and they they usually win. 
Yeah, I heard somewhere or I saw somewhere that if you uh, violate those guidelines as it relates to disclosing proper plan relationships, the FTC can find a creator up to $240,000 or either $40,000 or $240,000. Now, if you remember. And then after that, like that tarnishes your reputation. That sucks. Yep. Yep. So it's there's the financial impact and then also like aftermath and emotional impact. Like you kind of like kind of reset what you're doing. So it's nice to at least like have a small anticipated cost as opposed to being thrown. And a lot of these people, like it's not even them being negligent or doing anything maliciously or intentionally. They just don't know. And that's fine. But that's what insurance is for. You're not the expert. You have experts telling you suggestions to follow. And then you ultimately decide if you follow them or not. But our product, like I said, we've been very receptive to feedback. We've tailored it, including the price to the smaller content creator space. And with that, like monthly stuff, I don't, it, it seems worth it to me. It would make, it's like sleep insurance and <laughs> at the least. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if we want to get too much in the weeds as far as numbers go, but how does your pricing work? Do you structure your pricing based on what that creator can do as far as their following and, and channel or, or how do you guys go about doing that? Yeah, the two main things that Christine would look at is follower count and revenue that they're making through their various media platforms. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Makes and it sense. starts at 500 for the whole year. So if you break that up by 12, less than a 50 a month. Yeah. Not great amount. Okay. Around that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty reasonable to, for the protection that you're offering. Right? I, I yeah. live in New York and I spent $50 on a drink last night. Like, it's <laughs> here, so I'd say it's worth it. <laughs> That New York living, that's rough. Yes, it is. <laughs> Recommend, but don't at the same time. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you can give me this information now, but I'm going to ask anyway, because uh, when we talk about stuff like this, especially for brands that people might not be aware of, it really comes down to who you can associate with your brand. So can you guys give me the names of any like bigger creators that you work with? Or is that like against your policy? If that, if it is, that's cool. We can't. We're not allowed to disclose. Okay. We can. I can share that later on if we get permission. I'm happy to do okay. that, but we have to like get their permission first. Okay, so let's just do by. Obviously, we can't do names, but let's just do by numbers then. So, give me like some of the follower accounts of the biggest creators that you work with. Millions. Mm. One you will recognize immediately. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have some action film celebrities on the roster. Mm-hmm. We have content creators who just built up their page and followed a passion. Our bread and butter is like the lifestyle space, the athletic space, like health, fitness. Um, I'm sports. sure you've seen on TikTok those people that kind of like walk down the street and like interview other people. Yeah. Um, a few of those big ones. <laughs> and I, I can send you that info too, like the kind of business we work with. And then if we're allowed, I'll let you know. Okay, so now I got a question because you just mentioned the TikTokers that walk down the street like people. But there's also TikTokers that like walk around in like certain places and stores and they pull pranks on people. Mm-hmm. I'm curious if one of those pranks goes sideways and none of those TikTokers get hurt because I'm sure it's going to happen if it hasn't already happened. Would you cover them? Would you do you offer coverage for that type of thing? Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would be the general liability piece if they're pulling pranks and someone gets hurt. Yeah, um, that's that general liability policy that we offer. Well, I mean, what if the actual creator gets hurt? Though? Some of these people would be mad. <laughs> so, well, so to, it would raise up to maybe a level where they do it so much they're like personally liable at this point for like their behavior. <laughs> um, and yeah, that would technically fall under our policy. I try and be cognizant of who I'm insuring, but yes. <laughs> but yes, I think I have to say yes. We have to ask a lot of questions. She's you know, like, listen. That's, that's a good example. That's exactly the point of the insurance at the end of the day. 
I love how you said it. I got to be careful about who I'm insuring. I can't insure everybody. (laughs) In case my boss is listening. (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's right. I mean, but but it makes sense though because you're a brand, and as a brand, you have to protect your reputation. And as creative, we have to protect our reputation, and brands in general have to protect their reputation. So it all makes sense. It all comes full circle. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's just trying to protect themselves. Absolutely. All right. So is there anything that we have not covered in this podcast that you ladies would like to highlight? I think the only thing is a lot of the times we get questions asking, you know, what types of creators can you cover? Is there someone that you aren't able to cover? And for the most part, we're able to cover basically all types of influencers. (laughs) So like lifestyle, athletic, cooking, blogs, like mommy blogs, that kind of stuff. We can also do like YouTube, TikTok. Those are a lot of policies exclude those specifically. So we can do any platform, essentially any class of influencer. The only thing that gets a little dicey is political and like investigative expose kind of content. Unfortunately, I'm trying to sway my manager's opinions on this, but we can't right now also do like crypto or cannabis. Makes sense. But for the most part, Anyone can get coverage. Just come our way and we'll work with you to get you some coverage. Yeah. And with that in mind, I'm the one who's like deciding yes or no. And I personally will say yes as much as I can. (laughs) I just said we don't do crypto. I have a crypto uh, content creator. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that's the main information. No, ladies, I appreciate you all being on the podcast. Christine, Sherada, thank you for being here. Thanks for having us. Do you guys have like a general website that people can reach out if they want to, they're interested in your services? Yes. yes, it is generally just foundershield.com, just one word, and you can find our content creator specific page on there. There's a lot of information on there. Um, you could reach me at my email specifically, which is just shrada at foundershield.com. And that's spelled? Uh, yes, yeah. S-H-R-A-D-D-H-A. Happy to help anyone. Mm-hmm. You just need to chat, have questions, anything like that. Yeah, and we can email you too, Viper. The like all of that in email too, so you can send it to anyone who reaches out. But yeah, this has been great. I am so curious to hear, you know, the feedback you get from this. Please, if you have questions, ask ask away. Annoy Viper for me, um, <laughs> and any any feedback too on what you are looking for when you consider start working with brands on um, the coverage that the fears that you have as you move to that level. Let us know because we're here to buffer them um that at the end of the day is what insurance is for so yeah keep us posted this is great awesome for my listeners if you are interested in their services i will have all the information down there in the show notes so definitely go check them down there sounds like a few of y'all might be interested in their product and uh, some of y'all might need to the way y'all be moving out here but but i appreciate you all listening to another episode of tube talk i'll be back next week with another episode of tube talk presented by vid i We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.